Welcome to the Latin MedTech Leaders Podcast, a conversation with MedTech leaders who have succeeded or plan to succeed in Latin America. Please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or Deezer. Today, our guest is Mary O'Malley. Mary has close to 30 years of medical device experience. She is president and founder of O'Malley Advisors, vice president of commercial operations at Centerpiece, and a member of the board of directors at MassMedic, where she served as a chair over the last two years. Prior to this, Mary had senior director level supply management and supply chain positions at Medtronic. She specializes in global supply management and strategic sourcing strategies, commercial operations uh, planning, M&A due diligence and integrations, supplier diversity, and sustainable supply chain strategies and execution. Mary was recognized in the 2018 and 2019 top 100 lists of women executive leaders in the medtech industry, and she was uh, recently recognized as a top 15 women in power, impacting diversity for her work supporting supplier diversity and inclusion. So Mary, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Also, Mary, uh, the thing that I like the most about you is that you are the first woman that I have on my show. <laughs> and this is great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, Exactly. That's that's the idea. So, Mary, let's um, get started with talking about your journey to Latin America. How is it that you got involved in the region on a personal, professional level? Yeah, I guess um, on a professional level, I've had global responsibility for a number of years at Medtronic and, um, you know, definitely looking at a global supply base, but have found a number of suppliers that are in the Tijuana, Costa Rica regions. Um, and it's just a growing area for medical device manufacturing specifically, which is what I had responsibility for. On a personal level, I've traveled um, quite a bit in Latin America, I've been to Costa Rica and a number of different countries. Um, my daughter's been there. She speaks Spanish fluently. Um, to a number of different areas. Um, so it's an area that I enjoy visiting both on a personal and a professional level. Very good. And you also live in the Boston area, and I'm sure there's a huge Hispanic community there, right? That's true. Yes. Beautiful. All right. So, Mary, what do you see as, as trends happening in Latin America that are relevant to our discussion today? Um, I guess the, the, what I see is that continues to be a really rich environment for the medical device industry specifically. There's, you know, high quality operations there that um, continues to grow in different, you know, regions. You know, Tijuana is a good example where um, there's just um, good representation across a large, large OEMs who have a nice presence in Tijuana, but also a tremendous supply base there as well. And that's true you know, there's other clusters, you know, Costa Rica is another med device cluster, I would say. But I'd also um, comment that, you know, there's more advancement of, you know, clinical trials, development work within that region and the advancement of patient care um, in the whole Latin America area. Yes, that's that's very true. And I also see 
uh, countries maturing in Latin America, trying to attract more foreign direct investment. And certainly Mexico is doing a great job uh, because of the free trade agreement. Uh, Colombia is is looking at uh, bringing uh, what is called now nearshoring, right? Because of the geographical position of the country and issues that we had uh, with China, uh, you know, the Trump administration with China and everything. A lot of companies were reevaluating their China strategy, manufacturing strategy, and they were looking at Latin America as a, as a near-sharing uh, place, which is perfect. It's just that the region was plagued with, uh, I'm sorry, plagued with uh, political instability, economic instability, uh, uncertainty, legal uncertainty, but countries are maturing a lot. Uh, Mary, I think. Uh, so I think the discussion we're having today is, is, is timely. Um, because, uh, you see countries like, uh, Costa Rica now joining the OECD, which just happened, uh, less than a month ago, which is a big event for Latin America. Nobody is really talking about this, but it's a sign of how mature Costa Rica is now is 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 a global player in 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 the in the global economy, of course, and uh, you have Mexico part of the OECD. Uh, the first country was Chile, Colombia, uh, Brazil is looking to to become part of the OECD. So I see a, a, a maturing region. So let's talk about um, the operation that uh, you. Um, no, in Tijuana, what's really happening in Tijuana? Why is it that all these companies from the U.S. are doing manufacturing there? And why Tijuana out of all places? I think Tijuana is just a good location because of its proximity uh, to the U.S. and it's easy to get in and out of Tijuana. I've probably personally been there. I can't even count the number of times, 50 times, maybe more. Um, but it's a pretty easy thing for U.S. customers to go you know, there, and it's also a very nice place to stay if you want to stay there and do business. But, you know, there's just a very strong cluster, um, specifically in the med device space, um, that has the talented workforce, the, you know, educated, you know, team members that, you know, are needed in medical device manufacturing and a lot of high technology there that, um, you know, the focus on quality and execution is is really high and strong in that area. You know, they have a good base of business. And I think, you know, the surrounding government and um, communities have been very supportive of that. You know, they have a skilled, trained workforce um, that understands the requirements of working in the medical device industry. Hmm. And uh, who has built these plants, uh, U.S. companies, Mexican companies. What's the investment behind this? Who is investing all this money in Tijuana? I think it's global companies. It's, you know, a lot of the large OEMs in the med device field. And there's some regional um, Mexican companies that, that are there as well. But I think it's very global. It, it's not just limited to U.S. There's European companies that are, you know, have a presence there and they're taking advantage of the strong labor force that's there and, you know, some better economics that they can be found in that region. Um, and then just ease of doing business with them in the close proximity to the United States and the borders. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, the management is, I guess, 
what I'm trying to get at is, is there is kind of a, a progression or an evolution of these places in Latin America. They first start doing maquila type of work. Uh, then they become a little more sophisticated. They do medical devices, for example, which is a very um, um, complex uh, manufacturing operation, I will assume. I've never been to a, a plant, but I imagine that's, 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 you know, the clean rooms and all that involves a lot of um, high tech. Uh, so the the management is mostly uh, European, American, and Mexicans are at least for now it's just the the the, the regular workers. Or am I wrong with this assumption? As I mean, as of today, um, I wouldn't say that. I think a lot of the plants down there have um, Mexican citizens that are the plant managers are part of that executive team. I think there's some really strong leadership that's you know, available in that region. Very good. Okay. Okay. That's what I wanted to hear, but I didn't know that was exactly the case. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, I know of a company in Costa Rica. We can talk about Costa Rica in a second, but uh, I know of, uh, we had a client. Uh, it's a company out of Costa Rica called Establishment Labs. And uh, they they were part of that cluster of, well, they their, 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 their story goes back to the, Maquila work or the manufacturing plants for European medical device companies, U.S. medical device companies, as you were saying. And now the, the management is, is, um, oh, the management, uh, saw the opportunity to build their own company, uh, not act as subcontractors. And now they are developing and innovating in breast implants. And they are one of the top breast implant uh, companies in the world. They trade in the stock exchange somewhere in New York, and uh, they uh, have clinical trials going on in, this, in the United States, in Japan. So it's a great example of, of that evolution that I was referring to, where companies become, they learn from the experience of working for European or U.S. Um, operators, and then they start on their own, and, and they, they, they leverage on those experiences and that global exposure that they get and the knowledge that they acquired, I guess the transfer of knowledge is just immense. Yeah. And I, I think that's great because it just helps them in terms of, you know, their, um, you know, ability and, and, the, and the whole in economics of the whole region. You know, if you continue to elevate, the, you know, workforce and give them those opportunities, you know, and I do think there's tremendous learning, you know, a medical device is a great industry to be in, you know, there's, continued market expansion and, um, you know, it's definitely a strong industry to be in. Yes. Agree. Agree. And, um, the medical device innovation that you see in Latin America, Mary is predominantly, uh, low risk devices, you know, syringes and, and tubes, things of that nature. So I'm, I'm always happy to see something that is, more complex than that, something of higher risk. For example, I've, I've been in this industry for 10 years. I've never seen a PMA, PMA type device in Latin America, except for one case in Brazil that I just learned about a month ago. So, uh, hopefully the region will, uh, mature and, and, uh, that transfer of knowledge will be very impactful and, and will, um, 
make um, uh, local innovation uh, foster, right? Yeah. And, and but grow. I would comment yeah. that I don't think it's just commodities that are being manufactured in Latin America. I think there's some pretty complex devices that are being manufactured there, 510K and PMA devices and, you know, pharmaceutical devices, you know, so there's, you know, much more complexity, I think, than maybe people really, you know, know of. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of limitations in what's being considered. Very well said. Yes. Thank you for the clarification. What I really meant is local innovation from locals okay. in Colombia, Brazil, Right. If you see the the manufacturing um, environment in Colombia, for example, all you see is local companies just innovating on on syringes, <laughs> which is there's really no innovation. So that's what they make locally. That's what I uh, really meant. Um, but Brazil, for example, uh, has a very very strong local um, medical device ecosystem. Uh, not to the level of PMA or 510K devices, of course not, but uh, they export to many countries in the Middle East, for example. I learned about it recently, and 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 that, that's 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 good. I mean, eventually they will graduate and start uh, developing more complex devices, PMA type uh, of uh, technologies. So anyway, so let's talk about the work that you do, uh, Mary. I'm I'm, I'm very intrigued by your involvement with Centerpiece, with your uh, involvement with um, um, MassMedic. So can we talk about that? Or, or, and your consulting company, how you help companies succeeding or how you could help companies succeed in Latin America? Yeah, um, you know, I recently left Medtronic after close to 30 years there. So I had a great career with a great company, but decided to do something different. So I started my own consulting company and uh, pretty quickly took a role um, with Centerpiece, who has their operations in um, outside of San Diego in the United States, but they're doing uh, quite a bit of work in Tijuana. They have a brand new facility doing contract manufacturing with a lot of great capabilities, and they've opened up an ETO sterilization site as well, so they can be full service in that region. So, you know, I'm pretty excited to be part of that team and uh, seeing that, um, you know, business really be able to service, um, you know, a number of different customers, both large OEMs and some regional ones. Um, so that's been really exciting for me. Um, I've continued to stay involved in MassMedics, which is the trade association in Massachusetts. Um, I've served as the chair for the last two years. Um, and the last year for the pandemic has been really interesting um, because we've been mostly you know, an advocacy organization and networking organization, but we really shifted to a, a digital virtual platform and uh, been very involved in the Women in MedTech um, series and supporting and promoting women in MedTech. And I uh, just think it's a great organization with just so many resources and uh, proud to continue to service and work with them. Very good, very good. Now that you're touching that topic of women in, in medtech, I've seen a recent uh, interest in diversity in medtech, and there's even a a newly created Latinos in clinical research. There's a newly created Latinos in bio, something like that. I think out of Massachusetts, out of Boston, and. Um, yeah. It's, it's great to see that because I don't, I don't often uh, find Latinos or women involved in medtech. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I think these types of, you know, organizations or networking groups are, are really coming up to really help support, you know, some of the, you know, historically underrepresented either women or, you know, diverse um, people that are in the, that want to expand their careers into medical device. So I, I think it's been a really great support system. We had a Mathematic Women in Network um, event last night, just networking and just really getting to know people and learn from each other and, and you know, figure out where nice. we can help each other. Excellent. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I'm trying to keep on top of uh, the activity of Latinos in bio and also that other Latinos in clinical research organization. And, and uh, yeah, the, the idea is to network and kind of support each other in, 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 in our uh, personal goals. But um, the other advantage that I see here specifically for Latinos is that um, somehow the region, by having Latinos in medtech, the region gets a more um, active role. Uh, in other words, the region is present on people's minds because I think, uh, Mary, that Latin America has been a little um, undervalued by by the medtech community. Uh, for clinical research, certainly is, is a place that uh, has been receiving trials, but not to the volume that uh, I love to see. I think there's so much potential for that. And we're just starting to see that. And I don't know what your take is, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on the UMDR and how that could potentially benefit Latin America. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, companies are always gonna be looking at what's the most favorable place to do clinical trials and, and do that R&D work. I mean, the EU MDNR just, you know, added some additional re restrictions or, or rigor to the whole process, which I think is good. I mean, it's, it has to be a tightly controlled and regulated industry. And I think that is true in Latin America as well. But I think, you know, companies are going to look for regions that it's, you know, easier or conducive to doing those, you know, clinical trials or do, doing R&D. And I think, you know, Latin America is probably well positioned to, just to continue to raise their visibility. Um, they've demonstrated their capabilities in terms of being able to be that manufacturing center and having those clusters. And, you know, I think as healthcare advances in those regions too, it's just going to open up more opportunities. Yes, yes. Yeah, as you said, uh, as healthcare advances, I think uh, that um, the healthcare systems of all these countries in Latin America are maturing. Uh, a lot, rapidly, rapidly, incredibly, incredible pace. For example, the healthcare system in Colombia was recently ranked as one of the top performing healthcare systems in the world. And is probably the one or the, one of the top three top performing healthcare systems in Latin America. So that helps the uh, clinical trial uh, industry. That helps medical device companies that are looking to um, looking for a place or a destination for their early feasibility uh, research, uh, cost effectively and ethically, and also helps companies to access the market when they already have an FDA or CMARC approved product because uh, as the healthcare system matures, access to the system is 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 easier or faster or, um, and, and reimbursement is, 
is is uh, something that is easier to obtain. Um, I don't know if you knew, but um, healthcare is a constitutional right. It's a human right in, um, I mean, a lot of countries in Latin America. So that guarantees reimbursement. So, and that's kind of a fairly recent uh, thing in the region. Um, and, and that helps companies uh, sell their products because they can have reimbursement, which is really key. Yeah, and I think that's true as, you know, companies look at expanding their, you know, market and their growth. A lot of it is coming from some of those emerging markets that have historically been underserved. So Latin America is, you know, definitely a key region that, you know, a lot of companies are are looking at as a growth opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and going back to Europe, I, I see a, a little shift happening. Uh, we do... Uh, clinical uh, uh, trials, clinical research, that's our, our area of focus. And uh, we help U.S. companies do trials in, in Latin America with special focus in Colombia. And in the past uh, six months, Mary, I've seen an influx of requests for, I mean, more than ever. I've never been busier uh, to do trials in Latin America, in Colombia. Uh, just recently, last week, I get a request from a company that was doing a trial in Australia and they are not happy with all the factors involved with a trial in Australia, time zone, geographical location, you know, the distance to fly there, um, the jet lag, the COVID, uh, the pandemic situation, the lockdowns, the inability to travel, all that stuff which Latin America doesn't have and is closer and is cheaper and faster and, yeah. and uh, easier to recruit patients. Yeah. And I think as more as companies look at that opportunity and, and have that positive experience, it's just going to strengthen that, you know, compelling business case as well to continue to expand and look at opportunities in Latin America. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I also see Mary, a trend uh, happening from the political uh, standpoint, a lot of these countries are trying to move away from commodities and 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 uh, diversify their economies and bring foreign direct investment that is not somebody in the U.S. or Europe that wants to set up a plant and employ a thousand people. No, they want companies to yeah, setting up a plant is great. That gives uh, uh, that employs uh, a lot of people. That brings money to the economy. But they're looking more at transfer of knowledge, which is really key. When you bring uh, new knowledge, uh, you 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 raise the level, you you elevate the community, and 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 then that. Uh, local economy will become more competitive in the world and eventually will start ex exporting its own knowledge. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's what countries like like uh, Chile are doing, Colombia is doing or trying to do uh, because uh, commodity prices are down and, and they're looking for uh, alternatives. So Yeah, um, I think it's really developing those key capabilities that are beyond just the uh, basic commodities and really, you know, elevating the workforce and, and the types of jobs and roles that people are going to have that, you know, elevates the economy as well. So, yes, that all goes together. Yeah, yeah. And the OECD, what's happening with the OECD, and not many people are talking about this, Mary, I certainly don't see it in the news at all, 
is that, uh, as I alluded to, uh, the first country was Chile about 10 years ago, then Mexico, then Colombia um, about five years ago. And now we have uh, Peru on the ascension path. And these four countries are part of the Pacific Alliance. And then you have Costa Rica that just joined um, less than a month ago. Uh, Panama is looking to join also the OECD and the Pacific Alliance. So these best practices of attracting foreign direct investment are being implemented in, in at least these countries that I just mentioned. And, and it will create a, a, a different set of, uh, of advantages or benefits for foreign companies to do business in, 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 in these countries. For example, the common regulatory environment. That is really kind of, kind of the holy grail for medical technology companies to have in Latin America. As you know, right now we have over 30-something countries. Every country has its own regulations, right? Its own FDA. <laughs> so it's a mess to deal with all these uh, uh, submissions and everything. So it'll be fantastic. Eventually it will happen. It is starting to happen with cosmetics, starting to happen with low-risk devices, and eventually will include everything, drugs, high-risk devices and everything, where if you submit in Mexico, the, the, the approval will be recognized in Colombia or in Peru or in Chile. Yeah, and certainly any opportunity to reduce that complexity and streamline the process is going to be beneficial for everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Mary, we're close to the end of the show. What will be your muscles of wisdom? What would you say to the CEO of a medical device company that is just looking to, to expand or to do business or to do manufacturing uh, in Latin America? What will be your final uh, words? Um, I think that there's such a good um, infrastructure of really good companies in there that you can leverage a lot of the you know, capabilities that are there, the strong supply base, you know, whether to start your own company there or to leverage some of the existing providers that are down there. There's some of the, there are the top, you know, medical device companies and medical device suppliers that are already established there. So I think it's a good opportunity to leverage, you know, some of the existing infrastructure and companies that are set up a presence there and have had tremendous success in that region. Very good. Very good. Now that you mentioned that, um, Establishing a presence in Latin America, I think, is very advantage, advantageous, advantageous, I'm sorry, right now. Um, because of the OECD, countries are increasing their, their, their investment on, in science, technology, and innovation. So there are tons of grants, government grants, free money available to companies uh, when they want to do a trial, they want to manufacture something or research something in Latin America. In the case of Colombia, for example, millions of dollars. I think last my last count was like 200 or $300 million available for companies to do uh, research. So Yeah, and I think those types of incentives and support definitely help make a compelling business case for companies. Exactly. So now you have a, a very good value proposition for your clients <laughs> to yes. tell them about the benefits of Latin America. All right, Mary, thank you so much for being here in our show. I appreciate uh, your insights and I look forward to being in touch. And I'm sure that listeners got uh, a lot out of your uh, experience and knowledge of the region. Well, thank you. It was nice talking to you today. 
Bye. Take care.